Hey, what's up everybody? Uh, Brandon here to do my live um, fitness and or time management Q&A three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 p.m. if I have questions in advance. If I don't have any questions in advance and I skip it and uh, answer whatever comes in the next time. And if I get questions here during it, I'll answer them live. If I get questions after it, then I'll answer the next time. So um, going to go ahead and tackle some of these. All right, so let's see, John Mark. I tried to tag you, John Mark, so I'll, I'll try to send this to you later. I think maybe we're not friends on Facebook. You just asked it in a group. And so potentially that's not why, that's why I couldn't tag you. But let's see, you said, I need workout ideas for myself. I am, <clears throat> let's see, obese and the knees hurt, struggle with walking. Where's a good place to start? Dude, okay. Um, so a few things here. First of all, um, I know you're asking about exercise, but I just always have to say this to make sure that you understand and anybody who's, who's thinking along these lines understands, um, losing weight Solving the problem of obesity, losing body fat specifically, is about being in a caloric deficit, losing, you know, burning more calories than you consume, right? So that's, that's number one. That's the number one thing you have to pay attention to for weight loss, um, losing body fat, and that is most easily um, achieved through managing your caloric intake rather than your caloric expenditure, okay? So that being said, Exercise plays a huge role. Um, it helps a lot. It has its primary benefits places other than just pure weight loss, although it does help on the caloric expenditure side of it, right? So that being said, you mentioned walking is not a good, um, a good thing for you. It causes, what did you say? You said that you said it causes your knees to hurt. So what I would say with this man, um, strength training all the way. Let, and when I say strength training, um, if you have access to a gym or you can do a, build a, a just a just a bare bones home gym, it is so key. Uh, let me tell you why. I can tell you a lot of reasons why. I could take up a long time <laughs> sharing this, but I won't do that. What I will tell you is if you commit to strength training, and when I say strength training, I mean some of the main movements. Um, it can be body weight, um, but it, I would prefer it be weighted, whether it's barbells would be my preference, second would be dumbbells, and after that would be either like bands or body weight or something like that. Um, machines fall in there somewhere, but they'd be kind of down the line for me. So what I would suggest is some kind of strength training, resistance training for multiple reasons. Number one, it's low impact. So Walking, running, jogging, things like that, there's the impact involved, even if it's light. It's that repeated impact that usually is what causes people with knee issues to have, have that pain flare up. It's not there with strength training, with a squat, for instance, with a, you know, your, 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 your feet are not leaving the ground. There's no impact, you know, and you start light and slowly work your way up. Body weight may be enough to begin with, and you slowly work your way up. What's going to happen is not only is it low impact, so it's not going to hurt you right away. Also, it's going to strengthen the muscles around those joints, like the knees, so that pain gets easier. I cannot tell you how many clients I've worked with, um, you know, who, they're, they are obese, and as we start strengthening their knees through squatting, especially, but uh, deadlifts, other movements, and, and this happens with other things too, but the knees are the, one, knees are the joint that it's the, happens the most often with. When we start working on the knees through squats and things like that, their knee pain almost completely goes away because they've strengthened the muscles around that joint um, such that it's helped with that. So number one, low impact, 
Number two, strengthens the muscles around their joints, so that helps a lot. Number three, uh, strength training. It's this common myth out there that people think I just need to do a bunch of cardio when I lose weight, and then if I decide to bulk up, I'll do strength training. It's just a myth, man. Like if you lift weights um, and you you add muscle mass, the more muscle your body has, the more calories it burns, which means the higher your metabolism is, right? So if you're sitting on your couch right now watching TV, um, and then you start strength training and you build 10 pounds of muscle in two months, two months from now, you'll be sitting on your couch doing the same exact thing, burning more calories at rest than you are right now because you have more muscle mass and muscle consumes more energy. So those are just three of the top reasons. I could go on and on and on. If you check out my website, woodruffitness.com, I have some blog posts on there that goes more in depth on that, or I'm happy to talk uh, about it with you, man. But honestly, strength training would be the way to go. Low impact, strengthens the joints, helps you with long-term weight loss. All right, let's see here. Moving on, Ben says, do you have any small time management techniques that are easily implemented? Um, <clears throat> let's see, he talks about, I don't want to throw out all his personal stuff here, but um, how his wife uses a planner. He's got a lot of stuff going on. He's very busy. Dude, okay, so um, let me take a sip of water here. What I will tell you, man, um, so I am, I, my life is very busy as well. I, I, <clears throat> I am, like, I, I'm married. I have two daughter, two young daughters. Uh, I, I have my own, I'm self-employed. I have two businesses that I run alone, and um, I, I'm, I'm preparing for church planting. So, like, I have a lot of different things that I'm trying to juggle as well. Um, maybe not as much as you, just from what I'm reading here uh, with some of the stuff you got going on, man. Um, but honestly, like, I'll give you, <clears throat> I'll give you the three things. Uh, time management wise there I can go way more in depth on all of these but I'll give you the top three things that helped me um, and have helped a lot of people uh, that I've talked to and, and helped work through this kind of thing number one create like a list of things you have to do right and I like to put those into two categories dailies and to do's right so the dailies are literally it's, it's the stuff you do every day obviously it, it, it not necessarily every day every day or like regularly maybe three days a week four days a week or every day so things like you know a workout routine things like um you know things like brushing your teeth which most of us do anyway but all that stuff that's just daily have that stuff and then have the to do's that are kind of like the things that life just randomly throws throws at you things that you know upkeep of your your house or your vehicle or your you know your legal documents like you know just all kind of like the random things that pop up that are to do's that are kind of like one offs but they're not a daily so write out all of that each week right so like on a saturday or whatever day is convenient for you write out all the stuff you got to do that week to do's and dailies okay next create a time block schedule so what i and and this is gonna it takes some time up front but you literally only have to do it once and then you just revise it little by little do little tweaks right so step one write everything out that's the what that's the what i have to do um time blocking number two is the how this is how it's actually going to get done dude i have if you saw my to-do list, you would be like, holy smokes. But when you, but I, every single night I go to bed relaxed, not stressed, feeling like I didn't get done what I needed to get done, feeling happy with what I accomplished for the day because I have what I needed to get done listed. And then I have a time block schedule in which I'm going to do those things. Right? So, uh, if, if one of those time blocks, somehow I misjudged it and it wasn't enough time for me to finish it. Every Saturday, I sit down and I revise my schedule, and I adjust that to give myself a little more, bit more time in that thing. So that's what I would. That's that step one is the the what is is write out your 
your stuff into do's and dailies. Step two is create a time block schedule in which to actually get it done. And step three, um, this is called the Pomodoro technique. I've mentioned this before, but you've probably heard of this. It's like, basically it's, <clears throat> you, you set a timer and just kind of race the clock to try to get things done. This is based off of something known as Parkinson's law, which states that work expands to fill the time allotted to it, right? So if I say, um, if I say I'm gonna do my workout uh, I'm going to give myself a two hour time block. I'm going to take two hours. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to, you know, I'll do a set and I'm going to go over here and, you know, reply to some messages, you know, work on something on my computer, whatever, go do another set. I literally have done this. And I'll, I'll but if I say, all right, my workout's going to take one hour, I'm going to get those same, that same stuff done in one hour. This applies to, you know, this applies to, to research papers this applies to documents for work this applies to like sermon prep i know there's a lot of pastors watching like stuff like that i'm just telling you like if you give yourself a big chunk of time you're gonna take that amount of time but if you block it and race the clock you're gonna do so much better so that's my three-step process um I can elaborate a lot more on all of them, but those are my three things that I, I prefer to do and try to help other people do. Write the list out into do's and dailies. Create a time block schedule that you revise weekly um, to get those things done. That's your how you get it done. And then race the clock to make those time blocks so short and then set timers and just race the clock and try to get everything done within that time. That's how I recommend it, man. All right, let's see. Matt says, is it, is it possible to do any sort of weightlifting or am I being wise? Okay, so he had, I didn't want to throw all his business out here. Um, he's, asking about, um, he's asking about in the context of having a hernia with this stuff. So is it possible to do any sort of weightlifting or am I being wise? <clears throat> to not lift. I would say you're absolutely, until my surgeon appointment, dude, I'd say you're absolutely being wise. Um, you're absolutely being wise to wait till your surgeon appointment. I am, I'm certainly no doctor. Uh, what I would recommend to you is not to do any weightlifting, at least not do any weightlifting until you have spoken with a doctor um, and, and seen what it is. Dude, these hernias, like, they, the, the thing that I've read and heard about them, I've never had one, but the thing that I've read and heard about them with people is that they will, they can literally be painless. You can have, you can notice them and feel them, physically feel them, but not have it like to the touch, but not have any pain with them. You know what I mean? You may not have any pain associated with it until one day you do, you know what I mean? And that could be caused by a heavy lift. That could be caused by moving the wrong way. I would avoid lifting especially um and even if you do like a body weight stuff you don't want to you definitely don't want to do anything like lying on your back uh this is basically like for the same reason that people they tell pregnant ladies not to do this like it increases uh the intra-abdominal pressure right and that's the last thing you want with a hernia that's pushing on everything so um i would recommend you not do any weightlifting until you talk with them I, if it were me i'd be trying to get in as soon as possible because i'd be going crazy without any weightlifting but um i would not do any of that and then let's see you said um you also said along the same lines how soon do you begin to lose muscle uh, well, you know, that depends on a lot of different factors. If you're doing zero resistance training, you'll lose it faster than if you're doing like body weight training, for instance, instead of the, instead of it. Also, um, your, in, your food intake plays a big role in this. If you were, for instance, a lot of people, they'll keep their calories really dialed in and their protein really dialed in when they're, when they're consistently working out, lifting weights, things like that. But if suddenly they are injured, uh, they have a hernia, something like that, and they can't do their workout routine, sometimes they'll let their diet uh, and go by the wayside as well. Um, that's the worst thing you can do because if you keep your calories, you might need to lower your calories a little bit because you know, you're not 
doing as much, um, you know, you're not expending as many calories because of your, your lack of being able to, to lift the weights, but you want to keep a decent amount of calories and you want to keep your protein as high as you possibly can to preserve the muscle mass that you do have. Um, so a lot of things play a role. Some people have reported it happening, you know, noticing muscle loss in as quickly as a week. I would say that those are the probably the people who are not paying attention to their diet and are not doing anything um, strength related. Uh, other people, you know, it can, it, it certainly you'll notice it at like three weeks to a month if you're not doing any strength training, um, even if you do keep your protein and stuff high. So man, I would say get into the, the doctor as soon as possible, get that thing taken care of. Um, and then you said, I have a full sensation after eating even a small amount of food. Um, is that one of the side effects of a hernia. Again, I'm not a doctor, but it totally makes sense because you have something there. You have something there that was not, you have something that wasn't there before. It's increasing pressure. You know, I think if I, if I remember correctly what I've read that like sometimes people, one of the, the symptoms of having a hernia is a, a sense of like fullness, almost like a pressure. So yeah, probably dude, get it in, get to the doctor, get it taken. I know you've already probably got an appointment. I think you said, but get it taken care of as soon as possible. Reginald, what's up, man? John, thanks for being here. Reginald, if you choose to max out, if you choose to max out, should I max squats and deadlifts on different days? Yes. You don't, um, it's not going to be a true, true max if you do them both on the same day. You know what I mean? If I go over here right now and I max out on squat, um, you know, I, I assume we're talking about, a, are we talking about a one rep max? I assume so. Uh, let me know there but you know if i if i or, or even if i go for five rep max any max really it applies if i go over there and i try to max out on my squat um and then i go i decide to just give myself a little rest and go over there and max on my deadlift my deadlift is not going to you know it's not going to be a true max as if i'd gone into it fresh okay good good yeah man you you definitely would want to if you're trying to test your max i personally would would recommend doing them on different days um cool you, an argument could be made for doing an upper body lift and a lower body lift on the same day, but I personally wouldn't even recommend that. I would, I would do all my maxes on different days if I'm really trying to get my max. Cool. All right, that's all the questions I had. If anybody sees this later and has a question, let me know. Um, and if anybody whose question I answered in here has additional questions based on what I've already said, let me know. Happy Monday, everybody.